0: All right, here we go. This is episode uh, number five of Invisible Visible, uh, and today I have a little bit of a deep question to ask, and I'm gonna um, switch screens here so I can read what I'm talking about. Today we're talking about happiness, and I recently read an article, um, and the the author's escaping me, but one this is what she said. Questions about happiness generally assume that we know what a happy life looks like. Happiness is understood to be a matter of having a great many ducks lined up in a row, a spouse, offspring, private property. Even though a millisecond of reflection will bring to mind countless people who have all those things and are still miserable, and what I found interesting about this article is that it's really about adults. It's really analyzing adult happiness. As you see, she describes a spouse and their an offspring and private property. So maybe made me wonder, how do teenagers gauge and measure their own happiness? So what are the things that they feel they have to check off to say that they're living a happy life? And that is today's discussion.
1: OK, so I've actually thought about this. Um, kind of a lot because so recently um in english one day we were all talking about the senior bump and how we were really stressed out about college applications and whatnot and miss Grafham was saying to us you guys like blow college way out of proportion like it's not that big of a deal like it's a big deal but you guys act like this is like your entire life and like your happiness rides on where you do go to college but that's not true so she, t- she took 10 minutes out of our class for us to reflect on what a happy life looks like for us so I was thinking and I came up with nothing in that 10 minutes and then I was thinking like on my drive home that day and I feel like for me being happy depends on like the amount of control that I have in my life at that point like if someone else is telling me like what to do constantly in every aspect of my life, like if my mom's all over me, if my coaches are yelling at me all the time like telling me exactly what to do, I'm not usually happy because I feel like I don't have the time to do what I want to do. Like a perfect example of that for me is with running. I hated running when I was swimming because it was always my coaches telling me to run. So I dreaded it. I would walk once I got out of their like eyesight. But now, like, running makes me feel less stressed because no one tells me to run. I just decide to do it on my own. And I think of it more as just, like, me taking time for myself and, like, taking time to, like, figure out what I want to do. I just... When I'm, like... When I feel more in control of my life, that's when I'm happier.
2: So for me, the obvious answer is... I'm happiest when I'm at the movies or on set making a movie, but I I tend to measure happiness as sort of what you have in your life and how much it satisfies you emotionally. So even if you you're doing what you want to do or you um you're you know you're working on or you're practicing your hobby, what level of satisfaction what personal satisfaction does it give you? what um, personal catharsis does it give you that that, um, that to me helps measure your happiness and for some people it's hard to measure happiness because they don't know what their personal hobbies are um, or what <clears throat> uh, or what they want to do with their life and so it's very hard to f- sort of figure out for them per- personally like how to measure their own
0: happiness. How do, how, do, how do teenagers how do teenagers do that? How do you How do you? Um, figure out what makes you happy? Whoever, whoever, I don't
3: know. <laughs> okay, so I think for me at least, or I think a lot of us but without realizing it, how I measure my happiness personally, I measure my happiness by my unhappiness. So I've been, so I think <clears throat> you know... Like, picture, like, kind of, like, you have, like, a limit of happiness. How happy you can be, you have a limit. Like, you don't know what that limit is until, I th- for me, I experienced, like, a very low point And I was like, wait, I'm very, very depressed. Like, I'm very- in a really bad place. And then when I come back from it, and I feel really happy. Like, that has been when I've been my happiest. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, you, ex- you know what ha- – you can measure it once you feel unhappy. Mm-hmm. Then you can really gauge it. But if you've never – as teenagers, some teenagers have had really bad things happen to them. Others have really not had, like, that bad of experiences. So I think, like, teenagers, when they measure it, it's like maybe they haven't had the experiences to put the pieces together of what is happy. I could be wrong, you could completely disagree, but I think like sometimes you kind of are in the middle, it's kind of like hazy, like, you're asking a bunch of teenagers what is happiness, but like some might have not experienced like their limit of how happy they can be or how sad they can be. But I think as of right now, I've experienced how bad it can be and how truly great it can be. And that's so I measure it. And so if you ask me right now, am I happy? I'd say I'm content, I'm happy, maybe I'm not like, I'm not like flinging my arm, well I'm actually flinging my arm right now, I'm not like screaming and dancing right now, I'm not like having the best time of my life, but like I'm super content and accepting, so I think it's like not necessarily are you happy at all times, but it's are you accepting and content with who you are, and do you realize that they're going to have, there's going to be low points and high Can points. Go
0: back to what you just said, are you saying that happiness comes with maturity, like you don't? You don't achieve full happiness or the idea or the realm of happiness until you reach a certain age.
3: Not age, because in this situation, age is just a number. Yeah. It's it's experience. It's maturity through experience and knowing what it feels like to have a mix of emotions. Because honestly, there are people that I know that just go through life day to day. Nothing ever really awesome happens. Nothing ever really like bad happens. Just kind of there. So you don't might not know if that is happiness. But once you experience it, you can feel it.
4: So I'm kind of going back to <clears throat> um, what Greg said about, like, if you, like, know where you want to go in life and, like, you're working toward it, that's, like... I, I, I don't know, you said something about that. Um, so I was thinking how, like, I know, I know pretty much exactly where I want to go in life, but it's a very work-oriented, like, path. Um, and because of that, I'm kind of constantly working. So... It just reminds me of how, like, when I'm in college interviews and stuff, people will be like, well, what do you do in your free time? Like, what do you do for fun? And then I realize, I don't know, hmm. because I, like, don't have free time. Like, I'll, <clears throat> I'll do some work, watch some Netflix or whatever, keep doing work. Like, that's pretty much my life. So, like, am I happy, like, day to day? Like, yes, I have friends, I laugh, blah, blah, blah. But, like, is there some, like, greater happiness that I'm missing? Like, I don't know, because... I think everyone has that problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like FOMO.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I don't know. I don't know if I agree with the whole uh, happiness comes with like the maturity type of thing. Because a lot of times I feel like I was happiest when I was younger, before you had all this other stuff like to deal with. But I see what you're saying, though. I feel like it's just kind of like going back, like how what is true happiness when you think of it? Because I've been happy a lot of times, but I don't know if it's truly like at that level of happiness. Mm -hmm. So cool.
2: I think. I'm, I, I agree with Ethan, yet I also uh, I th- uh, agree with Lena. I mean, I think that there, there's a sort of... I think there are different types of happiness. When you're a kid, there's the happiness of um, just being a kid. You're running around, and you're, you know, you're playing. You're, you go to the arcade. You um, have playdates. You, your best friend comes over, and you play hide-and-seek outside in the yard. But when you're an adult the happiness changes. Now, it's not playing in the yard. It's for um, parents with children. It's doing, hopefully, doing what you love or, and, um, you know, being married, having that, that hopefully, that emotional satisfaction with your spouse, watching your children grow up, and watching them do what you did as children. I think those are two very different levels of happiness. Mm
1: So I think that what Ethan said about, like, um, being a kid and being happy was really interesting. Um, Like, it kind of made me think about um, when in English class we talked about, like, Freud and how he talked about, like, id, ego, and superego. So, like, id is, like, compulsive or not compulsive. It's, like, impulsive, like, doing, like, what you want to do when you want to do it. Ego is, like, becoming a little bit more, like, aware of, like, social standards. And then superego is, like, conforming to those super – or, like, social standards. Um, So I feel like as a child, it's easier to find happiness because you're more in that id state. Like, you don't really think about rules. You don't really think about, like, what's normal or what's – or, like, what's considered normal. But, like, I think as you grow older, it's harder to find that happiness in, like, an acceptable way, if you know what I mean. Like, you have to – like it's it kind of goes back to my like point about control like i feel like as you get older you like lose control because you're giving it away to like where you're like how you're supposed to act and like how people are how you want people to see you um so i feel like it's just harder to like figure out as you get older like who you actually are and like hold on to that and like for me that's like what happiness is like I want to, like, be able to, like, be myself and be con- be content with that, but, like, somehow, like, still, like, find a way for that to, like, fit in, like, the society that we're in. So I don't know. I just – I feel like as we get older, it's harder to find that, whereas, like, as we're children and, like, we're id, it's, like, really simple. That's
0: the opposite
1: point. Yeah. But I also definitely think that, like, Lena has a point with that. Like, you have to see, like, the darker side of, like, things to, like – really appreciate like what is happy
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) as an older person as the oldest person in this room the idea of relinquishing control no 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 I don't think nothing, nothing, no, no, no. <laughs> wrong on. No, but it's an interesting concept. Am I relinquishing a bit of control? Is That's so interesting. I don't know.
4: Because
0: you're controlling I told you. I thought I mean, Cuz really <laughs> like I don't know, like you be more controlled as a kid. Everyone's too too. No, but you don't you don't care. You don't care. <laughs> I care yeah. tremendously what I do. Yeah and what I say, you kidding me? As a teacher, I am very careful of the words that come out of my mouth, right? When uh, you're a kid, you don't
2: know. And so
0: it's like.
2: I mean, it's not that you don't necessarily know, it's just that um, when you're a kid, at least for me personally, the idea never crossed my mind or like it never became sort of instinctual to say use a curse word, or do something bad. It was all really innocent, and that made it really acceptable. And so, <coughs> when you get older, a lot of the things are no longer acceptable. And so, you have to find ha- finding happiness acceptable. Ha- happiness is a trickier thing. It's
0: because you know why? You know why? What ha- I got you. No, just now I'm thinking about this further. You guys are really expanding my my thoughts here.
2: Because you are awesome.
0: It's not only you said control. It's, it's it's power becomes a thing. Cause now you now when you get older, now you realize there are power hierarchies, and people are 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 striving for power in a way that you didn't care. I mean, you maybe you cared in a very like animalistic way as a kid about power. You know, it's like that's my truck. You know, uh-huh. but um. <laughs> But right, right. But you didn't know that was a power struggle. I don't think you knew that. But I think as you get older, you you have the language for it, and that's how you have problems like classism and racism and sexism because everyone is trying to get to the top of the stairs, and so we invent these things, and that's where happiness, like what causes unhappiness, racism, classism, sexism. Those were that happens, as you said, you relinquish control to these structures you start believing in the power of race, the power of class. and You're relinquishing in a way. As a kid, you're not concerned about the control that we've, that, the idea that we've created a system of hierarchy around the color of your skin. As a kid, you're not thinking about that, you know? And I think as a, as you, buy, you, more, you buy into that system as you get older um, because, because you're trying to ascend the ladder socially. Which sucks, man. <laughs> For real, right? <coughs> For real. Man.
4: So you were like talking about how like you're not aware of the power struggles as a child. Oh. I think part of the another problem is that you're not aware of your happiness as a child either. Yeah. We so <laughs> 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 I was gonna say that. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, so like, cause like one of the things that like people always, I always think of is like kids get nap time. That's awesome. <laughs> I want nap time, <laughs> and like every time I see a kid, they're like, "Oh, I hate nap time. Like I like there's nothing to do." And I'm like, cherish it <laughs> while you have it. Like take it. Like but they don't understand, like that they're happy then. So like maybe we're happy now and we don't know it either. Or,
0: or we're trying. Or or that's true. Sorry, I'm talking. It's like the only podcast I've talked this much in because this is interesting. Maybe the key to our happiness is that we don't try to find it all the damn time. You know, you know, like, uh, right? Yeah. Cause kids are not; they just live it. They have; they're not trying. They're just doing it, and they are happy. But I think we're trying to name: Am I happy right now? Is right now the happy moment? Is this the best moment I should be having? Oh, I could be better. I could be so much better. Like you know, it's like maybe it's just like chill. You're having a good moment. You're having a good moment. Like 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 the kids are having good moments, and like kids are not self. Reflecting, like after they like you know swing really high on the swings, they don't go home and saying, "Could I have swung higher?" <laughs> like, could I, oh my God. I could, I totally could, I totally could have, in the way that we do. We do that, you know.
3: Okay, so I kind of want to tell a story. I hope it relates back. I'm hoping I'll just like find it on the way, <laughs> but so it's, it's a little sad. It's about my grandmother because I cannot think of happiness without thinking about her. So I'm just gonna share a story about her really quick. I don't know, probably. So my Grammy's like a pretty awesome gal. Like she's 89. Um, she lived in Poland. Uh, her entire family was killed in World War II except for her. She's the only one that lived. Came to America, married, had two kids. She lost her husband and lost both of her only, her only two children. And she's still here. Like she's still, so like I, and I, I see her and she's not, you would never know. If you saw her, like, you would have no idea that any of that happened to her because she's so positive. And then that's – and then I start – when you ask how do I gauge my happiness and I look at her and I think about her and I'm like, if she can, like, get up every day and she can – and she can have, like, a fulfilling life and go to church and go garden and, like, do all the things that she does, I can do it too. And, like, maybe it's because I've seen it firsthand, but, like, I – I guess I gauge my happiness with, like – I – You can never – you can't say – you can't get mad at yourself for not being happy. You can't say, like, well, that person's situation was so much worse, so I shouldn't even feel bad because mine's not even that bad to them because everyone has their own reasons to be sad and happy. But, like, I just, like – I don't know. I just think it's amazing that people can go through so much and still be happy. And so that's, like, what I try to do every day. But sometimes you can't always. But I just wanted to share that story because I just think, like, that's so amazing. And it's so rare that, like, you see someone, like, that has been through all that and hasn't, like, doesn't have, like – an issue. She's awesome, so I just wanted to share that. <laughs> okay.
0: I feel like it's interesting that we're like even trying like to define it right now, because it's like, yeah, it, it's exactly. It's like just like you're going back to like we don't. We're always trying like, oh, are we happy right now? Are we happy right now? It's like we're trying to define it right now. It's just I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like weird. It's, it's, it's interesting. In trying
2: to quantify it, we make it worse. Yeah, exactly. Do you guys think that we should just stop thinking? I mean, it's up uh, for me personally. For me personally, it's probably, in fact, it is certainly impossible to completely stop thinking about how happy I am. But Mike, I sort of have a question. Can Can we find ways to stop thinking about it so that we're not always judging ourselves by how happy we are. Cause I feel like if we're happy and we feel like we could be happier that instantly makes us less happy. Absolutely. And so can we find ways to just not think about it as much?
1: I don't, I don't really find so much issue with like, just like reflecting in the moment and like thinking like, am I happy? I don't really find an issue with that. I think it's when like we start looking for happiness that like we find that it's hard to like obtain. And, like, I know that we've been kind of saying that, but um, it's just because I've had moments where I'll, like, think back from, like, I guess, like, how far I've come and, like, I'll think, like, yeah, like, I'm really happy right now. But it's, like, when when I start thinking about, like, well, I'll be happy if I get into this school. Like, I'll be happy if I get, like, this job or if I get this kind of life when I get older. Like, that's when I feel like you stop, like, being happy. That's, like, this, like, might sound counterintuitive. I hate making goals. Like, I just, I hate it because, like, it stresses me out when I, like, can't get it at first and, like, when it takes really long and, like, if I fail to get it, oh, my God, that is, like, crushing to me. So, like, I hate making goals. I like, like, thinking, like, oh, like, I'll work towards this and, like, maybe something else will come of it. Like, I don't really think, like, this is my end point. I just think, like, this is the direction that I want to go into. And that's, like, how I've kind of, like, tried to lead a happier life.
3: Uh, It's just, like, kind of, it's not really a tangent, but, like, kind of based on what Nina said about goal setting. Um, I think it's really important that when you set goals, you're not only setting. um, So, like, recently we had a team meeting about this, whatever. Um, And we talked about setting long-term goals. But so, like, long-term. So for swimming, it would be, like, a time that you want to get by the end of the season. So we're supposed to have one of those, and then we're supposed to have, like, five or six everyday training goals or, like, academic goals, little things that you can do every single day, um, so that you, if, you hit, if you hit those, then you can kind of achieve, like, a certain, like, satisfaction on, like, a short-term basis, and then long-term, yeah. you'll hopefully, like, I mean, if you, don't, if you don't get your main goal, then that's okay, because yeah. you've still gotten, like, 100 other goals from daily uh, goals, whatever.
0: Well, I feel like it's sort of a double-edged sword. If you get them, then you're satisfied and maybe even happy. But then if you don't, especially depending on what the goal is and how big of a deal it is to you, it can... Yeah, and what type of... like It it obviously depends on who's setting them, what goal they are, what goals they are. But it can just as easily destroy you as lift you up. It's the... uh, Hierarchy thing again. We create it to try and make ourselves happy, but just as much it makes us unhappy. sort
4: of risk and reward, though.
0: Yeah, that's the double edged
4: sword. All right, cool. (laughs) All
0: right, thank you very much. I hope you tune in next time. Have a good day, guys. Thank you.